All right, so welcome back to the uh, number one podcast on the planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, my name is, what's my name again? Um, you, you're, you're Stretch and I'm Tempo. Oh, yeah, yeah, my name's Stretch and that's Tempo. And we got some things to talk about. We do, we do. We took a little hiatus, even though we promised to not miss a week. We've been rebuked. I rebuke us because we said we were not going to miss a week and then we missed three months. And maybe, I repel maybe, maybe four months. <laughs> I repel my sins of uh, not living up to what I said to the you know the audience. So I rebuke and repel my broken word, and I repent. So what's our new promise? Um, right, let's, let's let's resume our promise to put out one podcast a week for the rest of the year that we live in this house. And I think we can let's let's set a time like you're going to be going to church. Sometimes on Sunday? Sometimes. I, mean, I rebuke that statement and I repel that logic. For the last every three Sunday. months, I've went every <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so we could do it Sunday too because that's a good day. It's a cleansing day. But we'll say that's the day, but then it could be no, I think Saturday should be. I think this is a good time. Okay. Because sometimes I work Saturday. Well, who knows when I work. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I say we should be flexible. We'll, we'll pick a day. Yeah, yeah. We'll pick Saturdays. And if we don't do Saturday, then we'll do the Sunday. But also we'll stack them so, so we can miss right. a week. It's always got to be ahead. Two or three topics. Yeah. 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 For sure. So one day will be like three topics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, but we'll that, aim for Saturday at 10 o'clock. That's, that's our, our, okay. our general time. Okay. You know, we're doing this for you people, for all you brilliant souls out there needing guidance from wise sages like our higher selves. Or truth lovers. Like we truth love the lovers. truth. We love the truth. So we kind of want to yes. apply the light to every intricate topic that comes up and just apply a bunch of light on it and look at it at every yes. angle you know what i mean yes. with no with no bias no we just bias. look at it and no. just talk about what we see absolute love of the truth because yes. it's so the truth is so fascinating the truth is so stable the truth is exciting the truth is revealing the truth is divine the truth is holy it's like divine lies are the devil Right, right. Speaking of the devil, <laughs> uh, we've in the past since we've talked last podcast uh, audience, we've me and my cousin Tempo. What's been going on? Well, what do we want to do? We want to talk about the carnivore diet. Oh, our, yes. Our, 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 you know, our fleshing out now the Bible. Let's let's do the Bible first, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're starting to acknowledge, like, the Bible has some serious merit. You know, let's start with my, because I was the first one. Well, actually, my mom. My mom got saved about, I don't know, five, ten years ago. And she definitely changed. And I'm glad. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it was a surprise. And it was like, okay, so now all she does is paint pictures of Jesus. And the Mother Mary? Uh, she did. She went. No, she went through the Mother Mary phase before she got saved, which is oh, interesting. So she she went through that route. Yeah, okay. she was. She was always doing Mother Mary just on her own, and then she got saved. So that was almost a precursor to her. And then now it's all about Jesus. But anyway, so she did. She's always getting me to read the Bible. Wanted me to read the Bible. So I was like, okay, I begrudgingly let, read the Bible a little. Nothing really struck me. She told me to start on the New Testament, and I did, but I just didn't get what was going on. Anyways. Flash forward um, through COVID, from the little bit I did read about the Bible, during COVID, I realized, oh man, all this craziness that's going on in COVID was going on in the Bible. Like the same type of thing was happening in the Bible. It's happening now. So that was that gave the Bible more credibility in my mind. You mean like the mark of the beast? That, but also just like how insane people are. I didn't know that 95% of the population would go around wearing a mask, even though it made no logical sense if you did even the minimum of research and thought about things logically. How, maybe it was 98%. That was truly startling to me. I'd go into a store and 99% of the people are wearing a mask. And if you go do research, masks don't stop viruses. They never did. It's retarded. Everybody wearing a mask still got COVID twice. All right, so still, it still irks me. So, so that was kind of it. And then, like, what, 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 like, and you read the the Bible in the in the beginning. Uh, Moses takes Jesus, uh, the the Jews 
out of Egypt, saves them from slavery, goes into the desert, and then they very quickly are like complaining. Why did you take us out here? It's hot. There's no food. It's boring. You just saved your whole people from slavery, and you're complaining already? Like It was like, wow, people are a problem. We got problems. So anyways, so that gave it credibility. And then, but really the thing was, I met a woman. In my whole life, I never really thought about marriage realistically. I thought it was just like another lie because I'm in a sea of lies. I'm swimming in a sea of lies. But the truth does exist. But it's hard to see when there's so many layers of lies everywhere I look. And then I met a woman and she was really, uh, you know, passionate about Christ and the Bible. And she just had, I loved her morals and, and her vibration, her frequency and the light in her eyes. And I was like, wow, this is the type of woman I could marry. She was a true believer. Yes, true believer. And I'm 46. I never, never once met a woman. I was like, oh, I can marry this woman. Ever. Right. And then I also heard this quote. It said, boys look for girlfriends. Men look for wives. Ooh, I and like I was, that. Yeah, it struck a chord. I was like, ooh, my whole life I've been only looking for girlfriends. Um, or to fornicate. And then that was another thing I looked up. I was like, where in the Bible does it say you can't have sex? And my mom was like, it says don't fornicate. And I was like, what does fornicate mean? And I looked <laughs> it up. I was like, oh, sex before marriage. <laughs> I guess it says that. Anyways, that whole process really like uh, brought me to the Bible. I started reading it, and um, I realized that there's something beautiful. You need structure. Uh, and also, there's a book that, that starts in the beginning of humanity and ends with the end of humanity, and we're in the middle of it. You better read that book. It's irresponsible not to read the book, whether you're a Christian or not. If you're a human being and you want to know what's going on, you might as well see what this book that... Um, says it tells you the whole story of man and God. Read that book. Read the book. It's irresponsible not to read it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. I don't want to have a monologue, but uh, there's more to say. But what you got? You want to chip in? Um, no, I'm just saying how it, it came through me is my uncle uh, was a Christian, and, and so when I went to learn remodeling from him when I was 20 to 24, that was my first encounter with a true believer. And he was a good man still, like we all love him. Uh, he's yes. living a great life. Uh, yep. He's he's always positive. Yep. He has great energy. Yep. Um, Consistent. And, and he de- definitely, you know, I, I chose not to follow the Bible, but I took a lot from it. And it, it, it's, uh, it's uh, helped me a lot in, in my life, you know. And one of the ba- main ones was doing the right thing when no one's looking. Um, and uh, that one hit me. And I decided to follow that. Uh, I just put I just put the the concept of God because I, I looked at it as like, hey, all this stuff sounds really amazing and wise, but I just can't, you know, believe, you know, that this has actually happened. Now I'm older, you know, um, and I, I see things different, and now it makes sense. And I guess my now re uh, gener- uh, re what is it? Uh, revitalization, invigoration, of, invigoration of looking at it again was looking at it from the devil's side, and then now because I've been studying the world and all the things that are wrong with it on every level, and now I realize watching a few movies um, and seeing how the devil works on us to get us, you know, which movie? Shout them out real quick. Um, the first one was the. Uh, uh, the Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. Then it was Nefarious. And then it was Unplanned, who was, you know, the same director as Nefarious. And those movies kind of like took me from the devil's perspective and how and why he does the things he does. And they made you realize the devil's real, which also made you realize God's real. Yes. It makes me feel like so if the devil's real, then God is real. And then it's starting to be like, oh, this is what the war is on. Good, uh, good moral habits, understanding deeply, like you said, if you fornicate before marriage, that's going to corrupt so much of the purity of your your union with your woman, mm-hmm. because now you have experience, you have like points of reference, she does too. So it's like when you look at the statistics and how marriages are going down, it's because you know everybody's fornicating before and they're not doing what God set out for us to do. He doesn't want us to have all these experiences. He wants us to build our identity together, right? 
Yeah, become one. We become one. Our identity is one. And if you've already had so many partners and and interactions, you've been hurt and this and that. So it's already going to corrupt so much of your psyche and your spirit. And then you're going to try to do it. No, if you just start out the right way, good things happen. And and over time, you, you realize what it takes to build. You guys have to be like minded on the same page. There's got to be order and structure. The man follows God, the woman follows the man, and the children follow the woman. And, and that's how it goes. And there's no debating. There's no power struggle. That's how we build it. Yeah. Right? And so it's already been laid out. But now but I want to do this. I want to do that. And that's the devil pulling you away from the union of building anything. So, like, it just makes sense. Once the family is destroyed, then where, where can we go? Yeah. Right. It's all this chaos and everybody wants to be their own God and everybody wants to find their own religion that works for them. And no, it's already been laid out. You just have to follow it. Yeah. And he gave us free will to like he wants you to use your free will to get to his page, his program Mm -hmm. and follow it. But he can't force you to do it. Yeah, he can. But like, what's the point of that? If he forces us to do it, then there's no. It's not free will. It's not free will. There's no there's no like there's no. um there's nothing special about doing it because you're forced to do it. Right. It's only special if you're not forced to do it and you do it anyway. You got to arrive at it on your own through your watching yeah. the world. You love the truth. It will get you here. There's, you know what? So there's so much to talk about in this topic. Uh, one, one thing, quick thing is it's interesting. Um, another thing that brought me to Christianity was the movie Jesus Revolution as well. I just saw it and literally through, I must have cried 30, 40 times during the movie. Not because it's a sad movie, but because I was just feeling this something. I was just feeling this love frequency. And I was like, you know, hiding it. It's not, you know, I didn't want anybody to see, but it was just like, I just felt this love just coming from this story and this movie. And that was, it was a real experience. I was like, wow. And funnily enough, that, that's happened a couple of times, but that also, that, the only other movie I can think of that happened was The Joker, which, which was a whole different reason. It was just like, I was watching Mastery. I was just watching the Joker to me was just a masterpiece on every level, color, writing, directing, acting, shooting. Like it was just, I was crying because it was like, oh my gosh, this is what mastery. Anyways, I had that same feeling. So that that was also, and that was right around the time that I was talking to this woman. That didn't work out um, because she was 28 years younger than me, <laughs> which is a bit much. But uh, But still, she really brought me, seeing her really brought me to realize that, like you said, so the Bible lays out how to live. It gives you the guidelines. And growing up and in modern culture, the story is, no, you don't have to follow these rigid rules. Like you said, it's almost like you're your own God. There's all these different ways. But the reality is, there's not. There's a reason that you do these rules. Why? What's the reason? It works better. Yeah, it's a lot harder to not fornicate especially with all these loose women and loose men it's it's you know it's a it's a real decision um but if you don't fornicate most likely your marriage will be stronger much stronger and the stats back it up yes and and even in the bible there's there's so much in the like it doesn't the bible doesn't say don't drink alcohol it says don't get drunk and and guess what you don't ever need to get drunk but a little buzz here and there is fine you know um and that's there's just so many things like that and and there's and and it seems like when i'm reading them so i'm about i'm i'm not i haven't finished reading the bible i started from the very beginning and now i'm at songs of solomon i passed the proverbs and ecclesiastics proverbs are my favorite part right now still love them it's amazing but um there's a lot of there's a lot of fascinating things in the bible that are unexpected the amount of sex the amount of debauchery it talks about and it seems to me that one of the greatest things that pisses god off is worshiping false idols and that's what our whole culture is about worship anybody but god worship movie stars athletes yourself your sexuality uh your identity your money food anything but god but the true one the the one god mm-hmm. and and god's like just don't do that just please don't worship any false idols. Just worship me. And see, like when I look back at, you know, that I, I uh, that would be the thing that would put me off. But now I can see past it because how do you say the truth? The truth is, I am a pure spirit. I am God, and you must follow me to get into heaven. Yeah. And I'm not going to lead you wrong. 
Yes. Everything, if you follow the way I, I have laid out the plan, you're going to have a fantastic life. And just like you said with the, you know, drinking, it's the same thing with, you can appreciate a superstar's talent, but don't worship them. Yes. Just say, hey, just appreciate what they did. So basically is what he's saying. You can appreciate people's talents, but don't worship them. Don't worship nonsense that's going to lead you to what? Have you even thought about where worshiping a superstar leads to? You know, you uh, people are worshiping Instagram. That's what I'm saying. Instagram is like probably the devil's lair because it's like it's 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 um, projecting so many lies, lives that aren't really true lives, but perceived, and you're yes. believing it. Yes, and you're, you're trying to follow what isn't true. Yes. And will lead nowhere. Yep. And what, what, what's the devil? Like I said yesterday, the devil's here to make you waste your time mm. and give up your best years of being unproductive yep. and not building anything. And of course, make sure you learn all your lessons late, a little too late sometimes. Yep. And you learned them, but now I, you know, I could have done this when I was this age and, and been more productive and built. Because if I was to think about what God's trying to, to get us to do is to build families and procreate and have families and and train them good to go out into the world and you build something. Mostly everybody's probably going to die alone following their being their own God. That's what it leads you, you by yourself eventually because yeah. nothing really pans out to anything because you haven't built anything. Yeah. And so all you do is, oh, now I'm just alone. That's another thing. The one of the, another great reason to read the Bible and another reason why we're both really enjoying learning about Christianity and following this way is because if you don't follow God's plan, then you're basically following the devil's plan mm. and you're going to lose like the devil. The darkness is way smarter than a puny human. Like there are th so many layers of lies and tricks and deception that the devil, cause he tells you these stories, you know, that you that, want to hear. Yeah. Like that, that you want to hear. He tells you the greatest, like like communism. Everybody's equal. Every nobody's ahead. Sounds beautiful. Rule by committee. Yes, you don't even like everybody. Yeah, blah blah blah. It doesn't work. Everybody dies. It's the great. It's just the same thing. Feminism. You know, like oh, we're equal. You don't have to follow man. You can be just as good as a man. And then nothing works. Then the family breaks down. And now the women are fifty five. They have a million dollars and they're alone and poor and depressed and on with antidepressants no with no kids. It doesn't work. And the, the thing is, these morals, these guidelines will guide you through life as a human being and it will beat the devil. But if you try to do it on your own, you're going like one. It's like you going against a master who's been training for thousands of years and you're like just a few decades old. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. You need the guidance of God and it's in the Bible. Um, that's where we're at. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's well said. I mean, when you, when you, that's why I like going, what's motivated me is to, is watching how the devil operates. And so, man, he's got so many tricks. Everything you think, you know, there's only the path of God and walking in the light that can protect you from any of it. It's all about doing the right thing when no one's looking. It's about, uh, the golden rule. It's about, uh, you know, um, what you know it's all about good things that lead to good things right and so and he's always trying to lure you off that path it's incredible to be helpful to be uh help uh, somebody who's done you wrong and you still return kindness yes. now, that's hard yes it's not easy to do yeah but devil will say don't do that don't do that it's crush dumb. that person yeah. for doing that yeah no why is he why is he in that state and then you you know and you have empathy and all these things that are going to be helpful to your fellow human beings that are in the dark, right? So, like, yeah. So you realize how many tricks he's got. Oh, yeah. It's endless. Because check, check this out. It's very fascinating. A lot of things that are true don't make logical sense until you look at the big picture. So the devil understands that. For instance, um, the more money you give away, the more money you get back. That's a fact. Like, you know, and that's what it says in the Bible. Like, right. don't be a miser. Give. The more you give, the more you get back. The devil's like, no. Don't take, tip. Take, Don't tip take. that person. It's a small tip. Like they didn't deserve that. Like so, then you're a miser. And then the more you miser money, the more you save your money. Like a miser, the more poorer you get. 
that doesn't make literal logic sense, but it makes like experiential sense. That's how life works. The more money, the more generous you are, the more rich you are. But the devil plays those tricks on you. So it's like, so another one, the more disciplined you are, the more free you are. The less disciplined you are, the more you are a slave to all your little addictions. You, you know, like like when you're disciplined, you have to wake up at six. That seems rigid. But when you wake up at six every day, you have all this energy and time to get all these things done. But when you can just wake up whenever you want, now you're waking up at 11, at two. You can't plan anything. You, you, you know, you get, you're starting your day late. You're tired. You, you go to sleep anytime. You eat whatever you want. It sounds like you're free, but no, you're eating whatever you want. So you're eating terribly. You have no energy. You're sleeping late. You got, you're depressed. It's like a bad cycle. So the devil plays these tricks that sound correct, but they are not correct. And, and the truth is, these things that sound like they don't work, do work. The more disciplined you are, the more free you are. The more money you give away, the richer you are. Right, like doing like the that's doing the right thing. Like, hey, help people. You're yeah. making money. Help people. Yep. What are the, what happens to misers? They're they're old now. They have money, but they're alone. Yep. Right, and they can't trust anybody. Yeah. That's you know when yep. you're when you're not when it basically it's God's teaching you like don't take money seriously like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give it to to help other people. See smiles on faces. Yes. See bellies full. You know, and that makes you feel good. And then people like you. And then that's a network. That's and true. People wealth. see it. And then people want to deal with you. And they see your heart's good. And then good things happen. And and you're not trapped by being a, what's the word I'm looking clingy or you know what's the word a miser a greedy well miser like but then how do we use it like um, glutton when you yeah the the mindset they say the um, the something mindset. You know, when your fear of like losing stuff and um, anyway, but you know, yeah. So yeah, the devil's trying to get you to do all this like misering and, and holding on to things that, and then you follow this and then where do you, where do you lead that? I think people don't wonder. That's a great example because that's all the layers. You can do what you want. It seems to be free. Sleep mm -hmm. in. Now you can't get anything done. Then, you know, you, you were supposed to do something, meet somebody, and then you, you flaked on them, and then they're mad at you. And, you know, like, and then all that plays on your guilt, which is another level of the devil, is like you're, you, what seemingly he's trying to lure you to do is going to accumulate a lot of guilt. In yourself and you not meeting, you know, your potential, yep. right? all that stuff plays on you and makes you feel bad about yourself. Whereas discipline, which is hard, getting up, doing a workout, eating right, not eating the pie, not drinking the drink, not masturbating, you know, all that stuff. Yes. You want to do it, but God's saying don't do it because it depletes you and then you don't have a strong link to me. You can't see me. Yes. And, and if you can't see God... You're seeing the devil. You're seeing the devil. Whether you know it or not, the devil is there. And everybody's in it's hell. It's one or the weak. other. Everybody's weak. Right? It, yeah. It's, like, it, it, those, it's one or the other, isn't right? it? Yeah. It's either the God or the devil. Right. And, and, and so discipline yeah. and doing all the things that lead to more energy so your link is clearer with him. Or if that link starts to go, you're with the devil. And everybody's weak and in a malaise and he can have his way with you easier. Like Man. eat sugar, eat this, do this, get fat. It is so hard, people. I'm telling you, without God's guidance... Your life is going to be so hard, dang near impossible. With with the with you can't even go to the store. Like nothing is everything you see on TV, almost everything you see on TV is filled with layers of lies. Almost everything you go to the store to buy is filled with toxic poisons. Almost everything they teach you at school is based on a false premise. It's just everywhere you look, the only truth is God. It's like the truths are in the Bible. And you guys have to, you know, it is a treacherous path, this life. Every, like, everything your doctor tells you is a lie almost. It's like, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm telling you, youngsters, you must do your own research. You must read the Bible. You must be discerning because you are living in a world of illusion and lies and that's just how it is. And they are masters of it. Every movie you see is filled with lying ideas. How many times do you see people in a movie wait to have sex until they get married? No. In every movie, people see they go on three dates or one date and they're having sex. And that's normal. They've no we've normalized fornication. We've normalized cussing, lying. It's wrong and you think you're not getting programmed we're all getting programmed the so when i started doing 
when I when I when I learned that 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 sentence, um, uh, a boy looks for girlfriends, but a man looks for a wife. I said, I want to be a man. I'm gonna look for a wife. It totally changed the way I walk the earth, because not only when, when I'm just looking for a girlfriend, that means I can also hook up. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm looking for a girlfriend, but I'm also looking for just a connection. I, I mean, sex is amazing. And devil tells you that because yeah. that sounds good to a sounds man. Sounds great That's to exactly me. That's exactly what a man wants to oh, hear. I can, I can just, oh, I'll just have some <laughs> flings until I find the woman that I want to have a relationship with. Never even thinking about why. So then every time I go out, there's a potential of meeting a woman hooking up. That's like the greatest, most fun thing to do. Let's be real. Meeting a new woman and hooking up is one of the funnest things to do. Right? But then it moves you further and further away from the wife. Yeah, there's always drama. Yeah, the <laughs> wife is not even in the, in the sphere. So as soon as I said, okay, I want to find a wife, then all of a sudden, not only am I not looking for a girlfriend, I'm also not looking to even hook up. So it just changed my pattern. It changed like my head movements. <laughs> like the way I walk down the street, my head doesn't turn at every it's like you got fly blinders booty. on. You got horse blinders. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I can look at that booty, but there's no chance I'm going to be touching it or, or making love to her because... It's probably not my wife because you don't really look for a wife. Right. You you mold yourself into a potential husband yeah. and you trust that God will provide you with the wife at the right time. And then you will recognize her because she's one in a million. So but when but when you're open, when you're looking for a girlfriend, that's like one in a thousand. And when you're looking to hook up, that's like one in a hundred. So, OK, then you're always on alert. But I'm looking for a wife. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're not it. Like, you know, the stars, the heavens got to open up and be like, oh, this is your wife. That's what a wife is yeah. going to be like. So I And it just le- allowed me to focus. It's allowed me to um, stay home and work on my projects because I don't, like, when you can go hook up, it's very exciting. Every night you can go out and, like, try to find, it's, 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 it's how you waste a whole, you can it's waste seductive. a whole life. You can waste yeah, a whole life. Yeah, because then that what happens is, so if it plays out, both men and women, the woman takes her primary hottest years and she just has a bunch of flings and damage and hurt and all this stuff. But it, it and then... Once you get past a certain age and you have all that in your psyche, you know, then it's hard to deal with you. Like you're not going to change overnight into a wife. Right. And same with the man. If a man is always looking for girlfriends and flings and the devil tells us that because that's exactly what a man wants to hear. And then before you know it, you didn't have any kids. You're by yourself. You know what I mean? Um, You're older. Mm -hmm. Like you built nothing. Basically. It's all about you got a gut. I, you masturbate all the time. You got no chi. You got no chi, and you're you're a little bitter and, and you're cranky. Um, but I, I sense that God wants us to build families and good human beings. Like He wants, basically, He wants us to be a factory of fostering good human beings. Like you know, we have family, and then we teach them right, and then they go out in the world. And it makes sense now that we got more single. All this stuff, men being promiscuous and women being promiscuous leads to children without families. And then the devil can get in their ear very easily because there's no structure. And before you know it, it's all unraveling out of control and everybody's susceptible more to the devil's, you know, games. You know, and, and they, they and like you said, if we're already like every generation's jumping into the world with intricately more layers of lies so it's really hard for you to even get out to see the truth and then much less start to believe it right so and then the will to even want to unravel it all like you're bombarded with so many lies everywhere you can be a girl today you could be a boy tomorrow you know uh you you need to wear the mask everything like you know how do you even begin to even see the truth yes you You need help you need need help you need guidance that's what the bible's for Here's another thing about the Bible. It has lasted longer than anything else on the planet uh, besides like maybe structures that are decaying. Like you could say they're lasting, but no, the Bible is in pristine condition. It is still pristine. It has lasted longer than any dynasty, any other anything. Like nothing is as lasted as long as the Bible. That in it, that alone should be enough to be like, all right, let me at least read it to see what's going on in it. Okay. And then there's many versions of the Bible. Many people think the King James Version is the best. I think it probably is. Um, but uh, as pastor I've been listening to online, he says, the best version of the Bible to read is the one you will read. So there's updated versions that are more in more modern language that are easier to understand. So 
Start there. Start wherever you feel compelled to. But I think eventually you should, everybody should probably read the King James Version because there is something uh, pretty powerful and special about it. Yeah. And two, like, uh, I wonder if, um, like, you know, me and you're like, there was truth embedded in me. I, I, it was always there. I don't know. Maybe it is with everybody. Um, but I would imagine if you, like, come from more trauma in the beginning of your life, you know, I'm talking to those who have trauma early. You're going to have to take this even more serious because the devil's already in your ear. You, yep. He's trying to get you to say, F the world. It's all effed up. You know what I mean? And so, but the whole point of God is like, we want people who care. We don't want people who don't give a F. Right? Yes. When you don't give a F, that means the devil owns you. He's having his way with you. You have to learn how to give a F. Yes. Um, about everything. Right, your life, other people, yep. this, this, and that. Your word, your word, uh, how your behaviors. You got to be able to say, "I was wrong for doing that." We're all gonna slip. We're all gonna make mistakes. But it's important to say, "I was wrong," and know what wrong and right is. Yes, because if you don't know what wrong and right is, and you don't know when to say it, then you don't know how to correct your behavior. You know. So, um, I thought I could get there without contemplating God, but now that I'm older, it's like, okay, I've lived. I've done the right thing without believing in Jesus or God. But now I was like, oh, this is the last step. Like, I'm only going to, science can only bring you so close. You have to, he wants you to apply your willpower to him his, and have faith in him. And you have to make that, you have to have that conversation with him, right? Or it doesn't matter, you know. You could be as good as you want to be. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, people who have a lot of trauma in the beginning, that's why, Look at how masterful the devil is. Attack the nuclear family, corrupt both men and women. Now they're having offspring in chaos. And then the devil has, has the soil he needs. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just like it's so much easier, you know, when you break that up. And then now we have all the purple hairs, you know, people with pink hair and this and that and running around. Yeah, we're saying, gonna do we're gonna do an episode on that. Know, it's uh, a, that's 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 yeah. the manifestations of all of it. Like it's so unruly. There's no rules. You can be. We can look at reality the way we want to. That's the devil talking right there. Yes. No reality tells you what it is. Yes. You know. Um, and and that's the like. What do we all want? We all want to be happy. We all want to feel loved, be loved, and be happy. And build. So, so all these things we're doing are to be happy. So the God gives us the plan how to get there. And, and, and we're trying to do all this other nonsense that actually leads to sadness and destruction. And loneliness. And loneliness. But we're pursuing happiness. But no, no, no. Like, those don't work. Trust God. Trust your creator. Um, Ooh, I like that. Because that's one of, that's one of the, probably one of the main ones that, that help the devil a lot is chasing happiness. Oh, yeah. Happiness doesn't come like that. No. It, it doesn't. It, he's trying to get you to. Uh, buy into the cheap happiness that yes. doesn't last happiness no. true happiness and fulfillment is building things that matter a yeah. family yeah. of healthy minded people going out into the world and having families I mean having kids and then your yeah. grandfather and you have structure you have built something amazing right all he's doing is everybody's chasing cheap happiness that yep. doesn't last yep. is wasting time and building nothing that's another one of those things that like doesn't make sense so it sounds like, oh, happiness. Uh, happiness is eating whatever I want, doing whatever I want. No. Happiness is a hard, at the end of a hard day's work. Of discipline. You know what I mean? Like, okay. like that's how you feel at the end of a hard day's work that was challenging and you overcome this. The more challenging, the more happy you feel at the end of the challenge. And fulfillment. Yes. That's true fulfillment and happiness. It's just like, that's the thing. The devil just plays. I'm just realizing as we're talking about, like, that's the trick. He, he, he makes our minds, he tricks our minds with the simple untruth that sounds true. And, 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 but, but like no one would think that, oh yeah, me going out and working out and struggling and, and bench pressing until I can't bench press anymore and then sprinting until I'm almost about to throw up. That's going to make me happy? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Building, you know, working out, building the structure or, or ripping out a bathroom and doing all the getting it, you know, the harder it is at the end when you're done and it's beautiful. That's happiness. That's just how life works. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you can't be fooled by this stuff. That's why you need guidance because, yes. and you know, with no, with most of us with no fathers in the house, 
I mean, he even attacked marriage. You can see how it all happened. He attacked marriage when people were getting married. And then, of course, he would pull them away from the union, like make the man, you know, maybe, you know, who knows? He has many, many, many ways to deplete you. Yes. And then you don't have any time to, you know, re keep revitalizing uh, your marriage by paying attention to it, being in tune with it and understanding the needs. No, you get away from it. You do things that make you feel guilty and then you feel guilty and then you stay away from it. And then she's like, hey, you need to, we need to talk. And, and then before you know it, nothing's happening. So it's pulling people away. Whereas God's saying, we don't run away from anything. We get after it. We, we uh, analyze it and then we make adjustments and we talk about it. We keep, we, we're, ne- we're always in the fight. We're not going to run away from this thing no. because we're bored or, you know. Um, that's There's what nothing to fear. Fear not. There's nothing to don't fear. Don't fear. Like, don't fear. Don't have no fear. Don't have any fear. There's nothing to be scared of. Unless, you know, the people who are scared are people who are doing evil things. Yes. And they're scared of God. They're scared of the retribution. But if you're doing greatness, you're doing God's work, it doesn't matter. Throw you in jail. Torture me. God's got my back. Right. You know, that's that's whatever you you think you're doing, you ain't doing nothing because I'm one with God. Then you are truly fearless. And all the people who are fearless, people who are being persecuted, you see, and, and and it's interesting too. The greatest athletes, uh, they're all Christians. They're all like w- one with God. That's what I see. You know, time and time again. Maybe not every single one of them, but a whole lot of of the greatest athletes, the greatest actors. They are very strong relationships with God because God that gives you like a superpower. You know, a lot of the people who are run, like really powerful in the world who are not evil, that they're, they're they're with God, right? Because they're seeing like an aspect of fame and all the like the ones that are smart are you know uh are going to go to god eventually because they're seeing more of how the devil operates yes. like you know and, and it's like and either you're going to go into drugs and and you know slipping into darkness right you know you're going to slip into darkness and, and let him have his way with you or you're going to say oh i got to be way more cautious this is serious business you know what i mean Plus, I'm an athlete. I have all these obligations. I have a family. I have this. I have that. I have my image to the masses. You know, I, you know, the only way you can deal with it is God. You know what I mean? Yes. You have to have somebody that's bigger than you and you're talking to him to help me, you know, because it's almost an impossible task, you know. So let's, let, let's start to wrap this up. And, and one thing I want to say before we wrap it up is, um, so yeah, definitely read the Bible, people. Read the Bible, the book that's been here longer than any other book, the most popular book on the planet. The book starts from the beginning of the birth of humanity and it ends with the death or or the end of all humanity. And we're somewhere in between. So read it. And another thing is, another tip is, um, whatever the people like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, mainstream media, whatever they're saying, do the opposite. That's another like, that's another cheat code. (laughs) On this planet, which is weird, but it's true. If, if anybody on mainstream media says, buy this stock, sell that stock. If they say, oh, this stock is terrible or Bitcoin is crash, that's the time to buy Bitcoin. If they say, eat this food, don't eat that food. <laughs> if they say, worship this person, don't worship that person. If they say, hate this person, you should probably love that person. That's how it really works, people. That was another you know level of me too. Like when they were like banning people Anybody mm-hmm. they ban, I go into. Yes, go into. That's that's a sign. That's that's a that's the opposite of a red flag for that person. Also, I want to say too is one more thing before we wrap it up is the uh, is uh, it always bothered me even from day one, like when I started hearing it, and we all like I never fell into it enough, um, but it was like don't judge, right? And there's some truth to it, but. Overall, that's the one of the devil's main ones because if you're unjudged, then you can your behavior sky's the limit of what you can do and explore. You know, judgment. I think, I think there is n- negative judgment, silly, foolish judgment, and there's real judgment, right? Mm. Judgment is like, you know, um, um, we're all going to get judged by what we do and say and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but I think ultimately God is the judgment and that's, well, yes. that's where it comes from. Well, right? God's judgment yeah, is, is divine. Yeah. It's yeah. divine. So, but that's where it gets kind of, you will be up. judged by God. So we have like a bunch of us judging, you know, that are average, you know, folk judging, yeah. but I still think there's healthy judging, making well, good judgment. I, I would rather use discernment, right? Okay. Cause judging is like a label. 
that like says, oh, you're this. That's the judgment. You're irresponsible. You're ugly. You're evil. You're dumb. You're a loser. Those are all judgments, right? That are like seeming. if you're accurate. But you're never really accurate because life is never that simple. Okay. Like give me an accurate judgment. I mean, if somebody's fat, you're saying you're fat. Uh, that's a fact. Well, that's a fact. Well, if you said you're, because there's, there's, there's a way or, to look that up. Okay, or say, uh, you're fat because you eat too much. Well, that's a, that's a that's, fact too. That's not a fact because it's also you're not working out. Maybe you're on drugs. Maybe you drink too much. Right. It's like there's more to the story than that. But if you say you're overweight, right, or, or you're, you're fat. You're indulging. That's, that's another judgment. You're indulging, like, how do, you, how do you, like, so here's the difference between a judgment effect. A judgment cannot be precisely, like, defined. It's vague and like okay so like you say you're overindulging okay so what when what's the moment i overindulge what's the exact moment you can never be defined but if you're fat it can be defined yeah there's a body weight that you're supposed to be at yeah if you're over that now you're starting to get fat and there's a level of obesity right so those are like facts but but discernment is like i see this person the way they're living i don't want to interact with them you don't but but a judgment is i see this person and the way they're they're living they're a bad person that's a judgment but discernment is just like, no, I don't like the way they're living, so I avoid them. I don't want to do business with them because I don't, I, I caught them in a lie, right? I don't, I don't like how they present themselves. But a judgment is, I don't want to do business with them because they're a dishonest, bad person or evil person or, you know what I mean? Those are, ju- like, there's a, there's a, there's a the, the difference is, one is like a label that condemns and says, you're bad, I'm good. And that just doesn't that that leads to more problems. If God says it, that's different. God's God knows. God knows, like yeah, yeah, He knows everything, but we don't know everything. I would say too, like I mean, when I when I judge, um, I always leave room that somebody can change. But if the judgment is accurate at the time, well, give me an accurate judgment. I would say if you're fat, that's a fact though. A judgment yeah, is not a fact. I know a fact I, is a fact. But if I say you're overweight because you're indulging too much indulging is kind of it's true but it's not defined but it's still true because the manifestation but how do you know they don't have cancer of their thyroid that's making them like you don't know that so so it's just your opinion and you may be right or maybe wrong okay so like okay so i'm talking about when your judgment's actually accurate if somebody if it's accurate then somebody i'm telling you give me give me give me an accurate judgment you you will never know if your judgment's accurate that's the problem with the judgments give me one that, that you know isn't accurate judgment well i would say that's probably why you're you're saying discernment is a little bit better because it, it i'm it seems when you judge like say for instance uh i had a you know uh everett was was a bad guy he was turning into a bad guy he was robbing drug dealers he was doing this i would say he's a bad guy he's almost a psychopath now that could be a judgment but his actions are consistently showing that he is on that path of course he can change but see i can see where you're going because judgment sometimes implies in a negative way to everybody that that person can't change and he's always going to be that exactly it, it kind of has that implication yes that's what, yeah that's why discernment is i see your actions right and they're doing that i'm i'm not I'm, you're going down a path that i don't want to have anything to do with right. i'm going this way and that's the difference judgment is you're a bad guy you always yeah implied is you always be a bad guy yeah i'm better than you also so and, what we're saying you're is wrong. we trust god to judge yes we just discern we just discern right that's the highest level. Yeah, and of, then we're not putting anybody in a box. Yeah, that's the whole thing because I, I sense that people don't like to be put in a box. But then also to judgment, like say for instance, uh, you're fat and you're always going to be fat. You fat slob. Um, sometimes that can motivate them to like, hey, you know what? I'm going to prove that person wrong. Absolutely. That, that's the way I, I've always taken it because I've never been so. Um, well, I know we're going to wrap this up, but I've no, never fine. been so like. Um, uh, affected by people's words because if they say that about me i'm more like i'm not going to live into that i'm going to i'm going to show them that i can't but a lot of people don't have that strength well yeah and that's what like a coach does right Uh, right so so if you have a coach like so there's certain roles that you do judge at right if you're a teacher or a coach it's part of your job to judge hopefully you're correct you know uh in your judgments but if like you're coaching someone you say you're doing it wrong that's a judgment right but if you're a coach that's kind of your role and so as a coach also a coach is, is supposed to know what will what their students need some students need you're you're acting like a fat slob some students need more gentle things so every student is different and some people you know react to harsh words good some don't so that's like another like maybe that's like what you know god would uh, have you aspire to be that coach you know what i mean like all of us 
every, especially every man, to be a coach, to discern temperaments and give them what that temperament needs. Yeah, and I guess that's what parents are supposed to do too. Like oh, parents, yeah. you know, your parents' judgments, you should probably listen to. Hopefully they're wise. Um, yeah. Because they're going to be wrong sometimes, but, you know. That's a tricky one because, like, everybody, one thing I found is, like, everybody doesn't like judgment amongst their fellow man, right? They can accept it from a God, but there's something about how it plays. I think, think um, like, say, for instance, uh, the world started becoming Christian, but there were still people who wanted to be their own gods. So they would feel judged, right, if, if, if Christians were proliferating more and, and it was getting to, to take root. All these yellow-haired people and purple hair, they would start to feel judged. You know what I mean? Yellow-haired like, mean blonde people? No, not, not blonde. <laughs> yellow-haired, purple-haired, rainbow-haired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the presence of Christians was kind of probably where judgment started. You know what I mean? You know, no, the, no, 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 no. Judgment mean, started way before Christianity. Yeah, I, but then when somebody creates a standard that everybody's agreeing upon is the best, then anything less than that it begins to feel judged like i'm i like guys why i'm a man and i like guys that doesn't pl that doesn't play here so i feel like an outcast you know yeah but then that's that but like if you feel judged that's just that's just your own inner working for sure are, are are you getting judged maybe maybe not but if you feel judged that's your own perception which may or may not be true if i'm saying you're gay and it's wrong that is a judgment but if i say you're gay and the bible says it's wrong that's a fact because the bible says it Right. Right. Yeah. So it's just something about it. I, I, I think it's it, a subtle thing, but I think it's, it is a, it, it's a power. It's very subtle, but it is very yes, powerful. Yes. And people don't like to be judged. And I think certain judgments are good if they're the highest level of judgment. You know what I mean? And then we pit our behavior against what's been laid out. That's the best way. And then that'll be something to be argued. Okay. Well, who says that's the best way? Right. Yeah. And it goes on and on and well, on. Who says it? God said it in the Bible. <laughs> that, that's the beauty of the Bible though, right. too. It's like, it's either you accept it's from God or not. Once you accept that, okay, let, let's just, let's just say God wrote this. What does it say? And then you start reading it from that potential perspective. And then you're like, Oh, everything, everything it's saying to do really makes sense. Yes. It, it really seems like the people who do that they have a bright, shining light in their eye. They're raising families. They have money. Uh, they love each other. They have community, a fellowship. And the people are saying, there's no God. They have blue hair. They're overweight. They wear all black. You don't want anything to do they with them. They look weird. Alone. You know what I mean? I just That's just how it and is. they're vegans. You know what I mean? I, I, I was at a, a Freedom Fest uh, a, few, a month ago, and there's all these booths. There's all these people doing things. There's a few Christian booths. Everybody looked cool and normal. There was one booth that was... Um, it was because of the Libertarian Fest uh, Summit. One booth was uh, atheists for libertarianism. They were the weirdest, strangest looking people in the whole place. I avoided them like the plague, just on visuals alone. Not even judging, except that I, I don't want anything to do with you when your energy is so strange to me, right? Just the way you look, the, your posture, the way you're dressed, the color of your hair, the expressions on your face, all extremely strange. And I just, it was like visceral. I don't want anything to do with these people. That's what atheists <laughs> or those, look what like those a lot of times. Too, the um, the, people the true atheists. Not, no, well, not yes. the fake atheists. Not the people who oh, say right. I'm an atheist, but then, you know, they almost get in an accident. And they go, oh, thank God I didn't get in an accident. Okay, you're not an atheist. You said, thank God. That, so your mind is like the, the top layer of your mind is like, oh, I'm an atheist. But like one layer below, you believe in God. No, they, it's like, yeah. What are those people that live in L.A. and dominate Tom Cruise? Oh, uh, um, Scientologists. Oh, God. They're, they're bizarre, too. Um, but just before we, we, we get off that topic. Um, um, so basically when God has laid out something and uh, and those who don't follow it, they will be judged, you know what I mean? Um, and so I just think there's, there's something healthy about judgment. Judgment day. Mm -hmm. But it can get distorted and played. But the whole point is, if there's a way of being that God has already established and you're not living it, um, you know, you will be judged. You know, by him. By him. And then, of course, we'll be like watching you too. But Well, it's well, like being in a class, right? Imagine if you're in a classroom. And the teacher says something and the teacher judges you. Okay. The teacher judges you. She says you're doing it wrong. Now another student who doesn't know anything, who knows just as much as you says you're doing it wrong. You don't want to hear him. 
Right. Like, what do you know? Right. You're not the star pupil. You're just like a normal dude. Like, you get things wrong all the time. But the teacher says that you listen. Another student is like, just be quiet. I'd rather have the teacher tell me, not you. Yeah. Because yeah. it's irritating when they think they know, and you know what I mean? And you can know that, you know, you don't know. Also, too, there's another one um, uh, when, uh, you know, like a lot of people, their resistance, even my past resistance to the Bible was, it's so black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's <laughs> you want to live I, in the gray area? I, yeah. So like I wanted to live, I thought I did, but yeah. the gray turned out to lead nowhere. Yes. But <laughs> so, so the black and white of is, of it um, is what puts a lot of people off, especially if they're not proud of what they're doing, who they are, where they're at in life. You know, that feels like their only way to circumvent that is saying, I'm taking a different route. I'm not going to believe in that black and white truth. Yeah. Right. So they think, wherever they're going and going to find a way to circumvent it, yes. which you're not, okay, it's only you wasting time yes. and getting back there, you know, uh, to the black and white. Black and white is beautiful. I love black Specifics and white. Specifics are beautiful. Yeah. So that's another thing that a lot of people use to avoid being pinned down is they speak in these vague terms. Yes. And, they, you know, everything's wishy-washy. And that's where NVC really comes in because NVC makes you be specific when you're like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be a little bit more, res- I can be more, more respectful. What is it? That's vague. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds specific, but when you think about, okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? No, it means I'll I'll show up on time when I say I'm going to be on time. That's specific. I will not cuss anymore in the house. That's I will specific. listen and be quiet when you're yes. speaking and listen to what you say, not to respond, but actually hear and listen to what you say and then respond to what I've heard. I will take my shoes off when I come in the house because that's what you've asked. Those are specific things. When you say I'll be a little more respectful, it's vague. And this is one of the malaises right. of humanity because we we say these things that sound, it's a, that's the devil again, that sound specific, but they're not, they're vague. And then we live they in the temporarily Let's keep it black and white. Right, they temporarily appease, but yes. they still fall off again. Yes, and then we got to talk about it again. Yes, and again and, and again. again. And Whereas again. black and white means you heard what I said, and now you made the adjustments, and now this doesn't happen anymore. Yes. And so there's they, a lot more to talk about on this topic, and we're going to touch upon it here and there. We'll probably touch upon it each time. Yeah, yeah. This we have to do one because this is the most important topic that has to be, you know, foundational. You know, you have to you have to unpack this yourself and, and see for yourself. But at least we're going to give you the best way to proceed with your life. Uh, the Bible has a bunch of wisdom in it, um, and it's a good place to start. Yes, Amen, brother. In the sea of lies. All right, Amen on that. Talk Can to I get you a soon. witness? Yes. All right. <laughs>